This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Let's go, Islanders. Let's go, Islanders. We're in the playoffs, baby. We're in the playoffs, baby. Who cares about the stupid Penguins? I hate Pittsburgh. We're going to wreak some havoc. It's going to be amazing, Lauren. This is the Leapcast. if you thought that you were just listening to live sports. I know. I should be a telecaster. I would be so good at that. I once asked for one of the magazines I write for, I once asked them to get me press credentials to the playoffs, and I don't know why they didn't do it. I thought that would have been super cool. They're like, you're the real estate writer, though. And I was like, I don't know. It's in a building. Like, isn't that close enough? I thought that would be great. I thought that was a really good one. So we can talk about their lease options. So Lauren, we started the Leapcast talking about Pancake Sunday. And I've been overwhelmed. I'm very stressed. And it's true. I just want to reiterate how stressed I am. We see this fight about Liz Cheney losing her position and the for telling the truth. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of Liz Cheney for a lot of reasons. But like, why is this like, I, the, I was listening to the news about this. People are now saying that this thing that happened at the Capitol didn't happen. Like there's YouTube, just go on YouTube, like video. I, I, I got to tell you, like it's a stressful week. I don't even know if you saw in our own hometown of Smithtown, they are now having to defend creating policies to protect vulnerable populations in their diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. They are now having to defend it. They wrote a letter, an open letter from everyone on the board about why they're trying to allow equality, equity, diversity, inclusion in the school system so no child feels disadvantaged because guess what? People have been listening to Hogglygook on... Hogglygook.com. No, seriously. They're... they're parrot box, the echo chamber, that somehow that makes white people disadvantaged. I don't understand. I don't, I'm so stressed because like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, do you want any kid, white, black, yellow, Martian? Do you want any kid, even the Martian, to feel disadvantaged at school? I don't want any white kids to be disadvantaged at school. I don't want any kids to be disadvantaged. And I was I was having a conversation with my father, actually. We, we go to soccer together. I told you soccer's on Saturday. Well, because your son plays My son soccer. plays soccer. My, my father and I, we watch. Um, and we were having a conversation. He was very against tax increases, which, by the way, I'm not a fan of. I'm a fiscal conservative. I really would prefer to keep my money. Big fan of money being in my pocket. I'm like Mr. Wonderful. Like when the money leaves, I cry. I say, money, come back or to me. Or I want to choose it to go to the charity of my choice. No, I don't want it to leave my pocket. Like I just, I'm fine giving a charity, but that moment, that exchange, when it leaves me, I get very depressed. But then when the streets are redone. Well, so this is what we were talking to my father about. It's good you bring that up about okay. the streets. I, we, he, I was talking about education. 
and money going to universal pre-K and things like that. And he was telling me how he doesn't want to fund other people. And I get that. But as a society, educating our youth is our best chance to have our retirement paid for. Like being self-involved. Like, well, there's a lot of things that will benefit the future generations and maybe oh, no, not no, 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 in no. your lifetime. Yeah, no, no, forget the future generations. Self-involved again. Okay. I want Social Security. I'm 40. There's not going to be Social Security unless the country makes more money in the future. Having higher educated children that have more skills and more abilities and more likeliness to succeed, the next child that makes a Google, that makes a Facebook, that makes an Amazon. We need more of this, more innovation, because when that money comes in, we're more likely to pay for my retirement. Well, most people think in the now. They live paycheck to paycheck. They're not thinking about 30 years from now. They're thinking about right now, the money coming out of their pocket today. I don't want to lose the money today, but I get that we should not pay taxes. But when we're talking about where we're going to allocate taxes, you mentioned roads. And anyone who's smooth roads. Yeah, I was gonna say anyone who's driven on the LIE's gotta appreciate how we need better roads. But beyond that, beyond beyond transportation, which I think may be number one, like I like to be able to get to the hospital if I need it. Number two is educating our youth because our youth, like already, I can't do what I did ten years ago as far as intellect. Like I was able to work. Wow, like, a lot of people are. They're going to be like, what were you like 10 years ago? I was like a computer. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and now and now my head hurts after an hour or two of doing it. I need to decompress. I didn't used to have that decompress moment. I could just keep going. And I'm thinking to myself when I'm 60, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. And I'm sure when I'm 70, like I'm not going to have the gusto I have now. And I'm going to want society to take care of me. So I don't know. I'm thinking about that. So this has been on my mind. This has been on my mind. And I'm thinking that we need to do things to incentivize and protect our youth. So I want to just do a second here, and I'm going to get into the political fry. And I want to say, on the Leapcast, I back the Smithtown School District. And I want to tell you, I I back them. And if you hate me for that, I hate you too. And we could have a hate party. Because I don't think anyone on the Smithtown School District... And you can go read about this. This has been like a huge fight that's trying to do diversity, equity, and inclusion is thinking to themselves in diversity, equity, inclusion, let's disadvantage one race. They're not doing that. They're saying, let's get everyone to be good. Now, is there a possibility that the implementation of their policies has been disadvantaging to one race? Absolutely. Should therefore we have an iteration and change the policy to optimize it so everyone can have a better outcome? Absolutely. My point is that we shouldn't challenge their intentions. We should challenge how the rollout's been. And it's become so personal that I am I was talking to a neighbor and he's talking about the transgender bathrooms. And he was saying to himself, he was saying to himself, if the schools allow more boys to do girl stuff, I'm pulling my kid out. That's what he was getting into. Now, I don't know about you. I've used a urinal a few times in my life, Lauren. Have you ever used a urinal? I've never used a urinal. Oh, you should try it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so urinal protocol, I'm going to break this out for the women, is you look ahead while you're at the urinal. You don't check out the boy next to you, Schmeckala. You don't check out the other boy next to you, Schmeckala. Like, there is no Schmeckala watching. So, the urinal etiquette is you go to urinal, face forward, do not look left, do not look right, 
do your thing and leave. A hundred percent. And I hear in the ladies' room there's some talk. Like we we gossip while we're doing our. our you tell me. I mean, I don't. Yes, but, but I have gone in and there's been some deep conversations going on about lipstick. Yes. Okay. There is no talk in the men's room. Like it's like a. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to understand these guys that are so against transgendered people being in the girls' restroom or in the guys' restroom or whatever it is. I want to understand your experience in the bathroom because I understand that girls go to the bathroom in the stalls. Am we I do correct? Have stalls. There's a little crack. It's like a half of a centimeter that you can kind of see through. So if you're staring right through the little crack in the middle of the stalls, then you can potentially see something that you might find uncomfortable. Okay, but you would see it. You wouldn't be being seen it. You have to, you have to really try to see it. So absent having a Mission Impossible gear with your, with your <laughs> spy, high-tech spy, spy stuff in the bathroom. I'm just trying to understand what's going on in the bathroom because my bathroom experience, I don't care what you are, what you believe. I'm just going to do my thing and getting the hell out of there. Like, bathroom's smelly. Bathroom's dirty. Um, yes, and there's lots of pee on the seat. Like, the what, what is going on in your... And I'm not telling you again. I'm not telling you again. I'm not telling you again that you should be for or against... For or against, for or against your own personal life, whether you want to do a sex change operation or you do you. But here's my fundamental belief, and Lauren and I have been talking about this a lot, and I, I think this is where the difference between me and people I get along with and don't get along with is. And so I'm going to put it out there right now. You do you. You can do anything you want. I believe in liberty and freedom. I'm 100% there. Everyone should get their own choice. Except if your choices harm someone else. The second you harm someone else, you lose your liberty freedom. That's kind of what my rule is. My underlying rule is make whatever decision you want. But if your decision is going to harm someone else, don't do it. I think that's a pretty simple concept. And I believe it is nice to be nice. Like that's they go together if you think about it. Like why would I want to do something? I'm envisioning this little kid who thinks that they're born in the wrong gender. They think that they should be the other gender. And that little kid, I don't think they're trying to be a ringer on the sports team. I think they're trying to get through the day. And I happen to know people like this because I worked at a gay rights organization for a little while. And I, I and they had, just so we're clear, gay rights doesn't necessarily mean transgender. But we had lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender questioning allies etc as part of this organization and you don't want to be these people and what i mean is that's not a bad thing to be them but they have a harder struggle in life it's harder obstacles it's a harder existence so i'm sure they're not sitting around being like hmm let's choose the harder one no it's just who they are and i want to make their life and i want to make other people's life as easy as possible if i see an old lady walking down the street and she can't cross the road i want to go help the old lady like i don't see why you would want to be like ha you can't cross the street old lady speed up stupid like, that's what I think you people are saying. And then a lot of people, a lot of people are into this, my rights, other people's rights, my rights, other people's rights. Here's one of the things I want to talk about. It goes with us. So there's a press le- release from May 10th, 2021. And Governor Cuomo proposes legislation to stop discrimination against individuals who have been vaccinated. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, that's where this all comes together. Why on earth would you be discriminating against someone who was vaccinated? 
I get discriminated against people who weren't vaccinated. I don't get discriminated against people who were vaccinated. Now, let's talk about discriminating against people who were not vaccinated for a second. If you're not vaccinated, you are more likely to be susceptible to getting COVID. You are also more likely to spread COVID. Consequently, if you are unvaccinated and you're near me, you have a higher chance of giving me COVID. I believe MIT came out with a study about that. But I wouldn't discriminate against someone who is unvaccinated any more than I would discriminate against someone who takes high-risk life decisions. For example, if I have a friend who speeds and only drives 90 miles an hour, I'm not going to sit in the car with them because I don't want to die when they crash. <laughs> if, I I have a friend that's, live. if I have a friend that's a pyromaniac, I'm not going to give them a lighter. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have a friend that's a pyromaniac. No, I'm just throwing this out there. Like, if I have a friend who likes to pick fights, fist fights, we're not going to go out to eat and drink together. Like, if you're exposing me to increased risk, I don't want to be around you. Now to Governor Cuomo. He's creating, and it goes to this whole thing, proposing legislation. I guess it's against the anti-vaccine movement, the anti-vaxxers, because he said this. So here's his quote. I understand the anti-vaccine argument. I just want to put in my own little statement. I don't understand it, but he does. In my opinion, his opinion, not mine, there is no science to it. Well, also my opinion. You can have a theory. That's true. You can have a belief. Also true. But you can't use that to make public policy without science and data. Cuomo, we agree. I agree completely. But again, I don't understand why we need to have anti-discrimination. Again, Like, here's the thing. If you want to discriminate against me because I got vaccinated, clearly you didn't get vaccinated, so we've already established that I hate you. And so, like, you can discriminate all you want. I don't want to go to your anti-vaxxer party. Like, if I go to the deli, Lauren, and everyone's not wearing a mask, and everyone in the deli did not get a vaccine, they're all anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. I'm not buying a sandwich there. Now, might I have that deli deliver to me? Sure. I'm not against the deli. Might I pick up curbside? Absolutely. But it's kind of like giving the pyromaniac a lighter. I'm not going to stand there with a person that goes, I'm happily spreading germs. And here's the counter argument. Ready? If you don't like it, don't leave because everyone has liberty to do whatever they want. That's what freedom to do. That's what they say. They say to people who your vaccine. I saw some moron actually on Facebook that said um, they were talking about the major league baseball that vaccinated people were spreading the disease so we have to stay away from vaccinated people now it's some dumb oh my goodness was, and so the counter argument is that somehow they think that vaccines create problems first of all the vaccine has no virus in it let's throw that one out there so you can't get covid from the vaccine there's been zero reported cases of getting covid from the vaccine now some moron's going to email me and say well, I know someone that got a vaccine and got COVID. 
Uh, duh, have you done math? It's 90 to 95% no. effective. Oh, anyway, but I'm talking about there's a difference between a correlation where two things can happen at the same time and a causation where item A causes item B. There is no situation where getting the vaccine causes COVID. Yeah, there's zero science on that. No, not zero science. Zero percent. It's no one has ever got COVID from getting the vaccine. Zero percent. Now, people that have got the vaccine have also got COVID. That's called a correlation. People that have got the vaccine have also died, but they may not have died of COVID. Yeah. And isn't it like a point zero zero zero? You're going into percentages again. Okay. I You're like math. Well, no, but it's not even up to math. It's that the vaccine does not have live COVID in it. You can't get COVID from the vaccine, full stop. You also can't win the lottery from taking the vaccine. It doesn't have winning lottery ticket numbers in there. Speaking of lottery, there are now incentives to get the vaccine, including a lotto for the hesitant people. Well, not everywhere. In Ohio, the Ohio governor, which I think is brilliant, Lauren, the Ohio governor, we should do this in New York, weekly prizes up to a million dollars for people that get a vaccine. I think that's the way to do it. And that goes to our conversation before, that it's not about preventing Discrimination. Remember we were talking about that in the first hour from people that don't come to work because they're walking into a fire from a slippery slope in the first half an hour. We were talking about work from home creating it. And I said that it's about creating more opportunities for people to be able to go to work. So it's not about me knocking these people, although I have to do it because I need therapy and this microphone's my therapy. And if I can't explain to people that getting a vaccine is actually a good thing for yourself and society because there's less variance when there's more people vaccinated because then you're able to get herd immunity where the virus is able to mutate more because there's less people that have it to have less transmission and we could save society as a whole. If I can't say that, I'm going to have my own issues. But- Instead of me, because those people have already turned off the radio. Oh, yeah. Or they're sitting there thinking about, they have that, what's the doll with the pens? The voodoo. They're voodooing me. I can feel it. And they hate me. But instead of me doing that, we need more programs to make people want to do something. Like this idea of using lottery, giving a million dollars to someone to, is great. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you. Going in the direction of creating more gambling, not the worst thing. I got to like, we're in a stressful period. I told People you. People have the right to lose their money. So I am happy to say in the New York State budget, which took effect immediately, that we're now allowing sports wagering in New York, which That's is perfect fun. for the Islanders going into the playoffs. I'm going to read you the legislative finding. I think sports betting is great. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you how you can be an idiot. The legislature hereby finds and declares that a sports wager that is made through virtual or electronic means from a location within New York State and is transmitted to an accepted by electronic equipment located a licensed gaming facility, including without limitation a computer server located at such licensed gaming facility as a sports wager made at such licensing gaming facility, notwithstanding any provisions of the penal law to the contrary. I like this. I like this. Now, I like wagering on sports because a lot of times I watch sports and you hate it. But if you had $5 riding on the wind. I would like it. And you might be saying, but what are you going to win on five? 
I don't believe in sports gambling to make money. Like this isn't a retirement plan. This is to get myself bragging rights that I want my wife to hand me five bucks. I want to say that I got five bucks from the casino. I guess that's what I have to do it online. And she didn't online. So I think, and this goes full circle. Everyone's got all these opinions and opinions are good. Opinions are what make the world go around. And as Governor Cuomo said, he thinks, he thinks you can have a theory. You can have a belief. And when you're doing science, I don't know if any of you are into science, but my background's in public health, which is a social science. You start off with a theory. And theories are great. The theory that COVID vaccines can cause COVID is a great theory. I think we should have that theory. That conversation should happen. But it shouldn't stop at the argument it should then go to scientists doing studies to test the theory which is what i believe the people at mit did if you remember i was saying that and then we should say oh the result of the study is the theory was proved false consequently it should not be policy as governor cuomo said public policy because public policy needs to be driven by science and data so to wrap this all together The Leapcast is about how current events impact business and real estate. And today we went to the macro, the larger scale, as opposed to the micro. Yeah, we talked about things that were in the budget. The budget is hundreds and hundreds of pages in New York State. I'm still going through it. There's things like, you know, hey, the forbearances, you know how they had to have that forbearance period where people couldn't get foreclosed and they could get an agreement with their lender to extend their terms when they were in a hard place. It was extended to at least December 31st, 2021, which is going to stop most foreclosures till at least the end of the year. I could have went that way. I could have talked about all different other aspects of the budget, and there's so many of them. We did hit universal pre-K, but there's just, it's pages and pages long. We, we did go into work from home and discrimination. But I think the bigger issue, and it comes from me being involved in social media to some extent, is that everyone has opinions and theories. And they di- don't understand the difference between opinion, theory, which basically, for a lot of you, isn't a theory or opinion, but parroting someone else's opinion or theory that you listen to in your own little world because you just want to hear why your side's right and the other side's wrong because we get into politics of being into different tribes, tribal politics. But what really is the problem is we have to be thinking about the nuances and the secondary effects of our decision making. A house doesn't sell when the Bryn Elliott team of Douglas Elliman Real Estate, who's underwriting this segment, when they it doesn't sell because the wind was blowing left that day. There's a multitude of reasons and why Bryn comes involved and Bryn is smart. He does this. He says, we should change your marketing campaign. You should go change this renovation. I got, we talked about renovating our commercial property and he's the one that suggested to paint it, to change the color. You have to say that everything isn't black and white. Everything isn't just simple solutions. Everything isn't the pipeline's good, the pipeline's bad. And because the pipeline was hacked, there's geopolitical, although they denied it, geopolitical disasters that Biden's fault. What I learned instead is that this has been a stressful week. 
in the rundown, we have the stock market, we have the pipeline, we have Israel, we have, I mentioned Smithtown School District, I have a new hire at my office, we have the renovations at the building, I did lots of trainings, we hear Liz Cheney. The only question I have for you, Lauren, is, and I love you, and i married to you. Are you going to leave me for Bill Gates? That's what I wanted to know. Oh. Would he marry me? <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. This is the Liebcast. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com. 